Hello, ako si Jess Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimay natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin kung may pag-asa pang magkamit ng hostisya ang mga napatay sa anti-drug operations ng Administrasyong Duterte. Halos isang taon nang lumipas mula ng binuo ng Department of Justice ang Drug War Review Panel. Ano na bang nagawa nito para bigyang hustisya ang mga pinaslang mula 2016? Kasama ko ngayon si Rapper Justice Reporter Lian Buan para talakayin ang mga pagkukulang ng Department of Justice sa muling pagsilip nito sa mga kaso ng drug-related killings at paano mapupunan ang mga ito. Hi Lian, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. So Lian, it's almost a year since the Drug War Review Panel was created and announced by the DOJ. What are the major developments since then? Actually, tinanong natin kanina lang kung ano yung currently ginagawa ng Drug War Panel. Uh, natanggap na daw nila from the PNP the 53 records of uh, deaths in police operations and they're currently evaluating it. 53 ay isang malayong numero mula sa 7,000. Kasi uh, as we remember, the newly installed PNP Chief General Guillermo Eliazar committed to opening all of its case folders to the DOJ, meaning all the 7,000 deaths in police operations. But one speech from President Duterte saying that he has concerns with the national security implications changed all that and narrowed the data sharing. Uh, sabi ni General Eliazar, Pwede pa rin namang i-share lahat, pero on a per-case basis, they'll see if it doesn't violate anything, if it doesn't risk national security. So from 7,000, we're back to 53, and the DOJ has recently just received all the case records and are currently looking at it. Lian, we've talked about the findings of the initial drug war review panel in previous episodes, no? Given that your latest update na sinasabi na nag-open na sila ng cases yung PNP to DOJ, Nasaan ito? Tipong, is this significant or is this parang the right track or they should have done this weeks ago, months ago? Actually, alam mo, what's confusing me right now is ano ba yung nature? What are these cases even about? Kasi nung nag-partial report ang DOJ panel nung February, Secretary Guevara told the UN Human Rights Council that half of the records they investigated had violations of protocol. He didn't tell the Human Rights Council just how many cases they looked at. Ang baseline data nila is 5,000. Tapos uh, it just was revealed in subsequent questions by us, the justice reporters, that they just looked at more than 300 cases. So what's half of 300? It's like 150. So yung 53 na sinasabi ng PNP, where the in the internal affairs service their internal investigators already concluded that there was liability by the policemen kasali ba yon dun sa 300 na nauna na nilang tinignan when you ask if it should have been done months ago it should have been done years ago when deaths hit 100 that's what they should have been doing and that's actually a really consistent question to the DOJ and the PNP bakit ngayon lang? And that's, they, they're yet to really categorically and clearly or even honestly answer that question. Hmm. Aside from bakit ngayon lang, no, going back to you, what you said that 
konti lang yung mga cases na tinignan nila, did they ever tell you the reason behind this? Or if hindi, what would be the reason based on your observation, your coverage of this issue over the past months? Yung, yung ano, admission that the lack of data sharing by the PNP was an implicit admission kasi nung in-announce ni Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara that General Eleazar uh, had agreed to open their case folders, he said that um, first time mangyayari yan, it's a significant milestone and the lack of data sharing before was what made the review partially difficult. So that was an implicit admission that yung lack of cooperation with the police or lack of openness from the police was what made the review difficult. Tinanong ko si Secretary Guevara kung pinag-usapan nila ni General Eleazar kung bakit ngayon lang nagkakaroon ng openness yung PNP. And he told me that hindi na kailangan usapan yun. And what's important is the political will of people who want to do what is right. Now that statement may be loaded if heard by many, but for me, has been covering them, covering this, I can sense the, the willingness of a lot of people in government to do what is right. Now, ang tanong is, yung willingness ba ng mga taong yun, let's assume that Secretary Guevara or General Lazar, two of them, are the willingness of those two people and maybe a couple of people more from the PNP and DOJ be a significant thing as compared to the willingness of the whole state in general. Kasi kung matagal nang may political will si Secretary Guevara, look at how long it took him to open the review. June 2020, di ba? He has been in DOJ April 2018. And I do believe that he has the political will and he wants to do what is right. But look how long it took him to do that. And General Eleazar will only be serving until November this year. So what happens if he leaves? And makikita naman natin one speech from President Duterte, General Eleazar backtracks. Diba? Parang backtrack agad. Isang, isang speech lang from the President. And there's also a question of when you talk of data sharing, how much data do you really have? Because Judes, remember, we looked at their data given to the Supreme Court ay ang konti talaga. And the, the NGOs that we've talked to also tell us that there's really also a dearth of records. So, when you talk about data sharing, how much data actually even exist? Given yung mga nangyayari ngayon, ano pa yung mga nakikita mong red flags? Na tipong, bakit nangyayari to Or you think na, because these are happening, medyo nag-aalangan ka na sa turn off of the events. The biggest red flag for me would be the timing. When Secretary Guevara announced the opening of the Drug War Review Panel to the UNHRC in June 2020, remember, kakalabas noon ng report ni Commissioner Michelle Bachelet, Mm-mm. which was a very damning report on the government. They had uh, found that police planted guns in crime scenes. So with that, kind of a damning report from Human Rights Commissioner Michelle Bachelet, Secretary Guevara goes to the UNHRC to say, okay, we're opening this panel. And not only that, he explicitly says in his speech that the drug war review panel and the functioning of the Commission on Human Rights underpin their strong position that they don't need the ICC. And now itong pag-announce nila na, oh look, the PNP is gonna share data with us. It comes... As we wait for ICC Prosecutor Fatou Bensouda to retire, and we know that 
Prosecutor Bensuda has promised that she would announce her next move in the first half of 2021, which is this month. Mm-mm. And it coincides with her retirement. So we're kind of expecting the announcement to come anytime soon now. So medyo curious yung timing ng mga announcement na ginagawa nyo lang ba to para talagang umiwas sa international investigation? Parang sincere ba talaga sila sa pagbibigay ng justice or paghahanap ng accountability over sa mga nangyayari sa Pilipinas? no? But I'll ask you that later. Lian, you mentioned kanina na naging crucial or parang factor yung pagsasabi ni Eleazar na open silang bigay yung case ng PNP. Bakit nga ba crucial yung involvement ng PNP sa probe na to? Ano ba yung kaya nilang gawin or ano yung mga doors na ino-open nila if they are cooperative? They have the records kasi, Judes. Ang hirap naman kasing mag-imbestiga ng wala kang papel. Lalo na, this is a climate of fear. And you and I, have, we have talked to witnesses. And yung mga family lang, yung mga matatapang talaga na magsalita. But the families were not there, di ba? Kaya parang hindi naman sila yung nakakita ng krimen or if nandun man sila sa crime scene, they aren't the only eyewitnesses to the crime scene. At walang witness na willingly, without fear, ay magsasalita kasi it's it's an entire system. It's the, not only just Philippine police there will be up against, it's the police in their locality, which for their entire lives has been a presence, lalo na sa mga community nila. So, taking that away, kung wala kang witnesses, you, your best bet talaga is paper trail. And if you don't have the cooperation of the police leadership, where are you gonna get the paper trail? You mentioned the witness, no? You mentioned them trying to get documents to do the probe. So for my next question, Ian, the Commission on Human Rights has long requested that the DOJ and PNP share and open their case files to them also. Gusto nila cooperation para sa kanilang independent probe. Bakit ba importante na dapat parte sila? Dapat importante na may parte sila, may role sila sa ginagawang probe. Hindi months their own but parte sila ng process na ginagawa ng DOJ because they're they're a constitutional commission they're independent they're part of the national human rights institution diba hindi sila katulad ng DOJ na under the executive so if you're talking independence and you're talking of uh, a unit that will not spare anyone or will just will not hold any punch it will be the CHR and their track record has spoken for that more than it has for the DOJ. I mean, between the DOJ and the CHR, when it comes to the drug war, you'd really expect and believe that the CHR will be more independent and unforgiving and unrelentless. Hmm. So, and maybe that's, and that's the reason why hindi rin sila ma-include totally. Kasi hmm. the DOJ has to do a balancing act. Kasi pag in-involve nila yung CHR fully, then maybe the PNP will resist. Kaya nga, pag tinanong mo si Secretary Guevara if... Kasi diba nag-pass the buck na sila ni General yeah. Eliezer. Uh, I asked Secretary Guevara first and then he said he, he it has to be asked to the PNP. And then when the PNP press corps asked General Eliezer, he said, uh, ask it to the DOJ. So nung binalikan namin yung DOJ, sabi na naman DOJ, o sige, pag-aralan namin. I mean, what is there to study pa? Eh, this, uh, this question has been asked of them since last year. So... Dapat na pag-aralan na nila matagal na. So, dapat may sagot na sila now. So, 
the fact that wala pa silang sagot now tells you the answer. Ayaw nila ng full full involvement ng CHR sa data sharing. I would love to be proven wrong. It will make you wonder, no, na are they doing this to be able to say na uh, PNP go na kayo, hindi naman kasado yung CHR. Or talagang takot sila sa kung anong makita or ano yung kind of lens sa dadalhin na CHR sa probe na to na baka yung mga hindi nila gustong malabas, malalabas ng CHR. Siguro masasagot ko yan this way, Judes. There are really people in the government, especially in the DOJ, who want to do right by the drug war. I mean, they want to do justice, but what can they do? They are they're under the executive government. So this is not to apologize for what they're doing or diba, this is not to be a DOJ apologist or justify even the lateness and belatedness of their actions. Pero makikita mo sa balancing act and dynamics ng nangyayari na hirap na hirap silang gumalaw. Uh-uh. Diba? Para it had to take General Eleazar really to to even take that step to get access to the data sharing. So imagine if hindi si General Eleazar yung inappoint. Uh-uh. Adi wala tayong pinag-uusapang data sharing ngayon. And Imagine if walang ICC in the picture, if walang UNHRC in the picture, would we really reach this far? So you can say that some of the timing and some of the ICC factor, ganyan-ganyan, ginagamit na lang ng mga good guys to at least get a leg in in the investigation. Pero ang tanong pa rin at the end of the day is, is, it, is this enough? Is mm. this enough? It sapat na ba tong willingness and ability? Is it a genuine willingness and ability to really bring justice and accountability for the victims of the drug war? Or is it really necessary for the ICC to step in? And I think that's really the ultimate question. Yes. So the picture that you're painting now or giving to me or in the listeners, medyo brutal, medyo disheartening. Pero... Obviously, as you said, there could be another step given na marapit na yung announcement ng ICC kung ano man ang sabihin nila. But before we dive further into this issue, let's listen to some rapper podcast overview. Next time, huwag ninyo akong pariginigin ng revolution. Naku, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolution kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang beat reporter. Malino sa amin kung anong balonteroista you say that the DOJ has a very clear concept of what a terrorist is, but it was also the DOJ who filed the prescription case. Well, I would like to think that that, would, that is a real, you know, that's a real lesson. Is there a risk, though, that we will never know the state of his health ever again? We can end up that way, in the same way that uh, the Supreme Court has rendered several constitutional provisions inert. How hopeful are you that this Supreme Court, under this administration, will exhibit a proactive attitude towards protecting human rights. What is before us 
is a Supreme Court that has overwhelmingly, for a few exceptions, one or two, in favor or on the side of the state power. A law that is not understood is a law that is easy to weaponize. I am Lian Buan, Rappler's Justice Reporter. Listen to Law of the Terta Land podcast, and together with the leading lawyers of the country, let's unpack the pressing legal issues in the Duterte government. Hi, welcome back to News Break Beyond the Stories. I am Judas Covilan and we're here with Lian Buwan. Pinag-uusapan namin ang drug war review panel sa ilalim ni Duterte. Lian, given the extent of the probe, given to where we are now, the circumstances, do you think ba ang goal talaga na ginagawa ng gobyerno sa probe na to is to give justice to the victims out of their viewpoint na ba or hindi na nila sinasama sa kanilang scope yung fact na yung drug war ni Duterte launched a human rights crisis. Yung drug war ni Duterte ay violent, bloody, uh, anti-people. I, I think it would do all of us good if we lessen our expectation. Kasi kung ine-expect natin sa DOJ drug war review to say President Duterte's drug war was a genocide or a crime against humanity or it launched us into a crisis, I think wag na tayong maglokohan, wag na tayong umasa na hanggang dun yung tutumpukin ng drug war review panel nila. But is the drug war review panel valuable? Of course. Kasi sabihin natin dun sa 53, let's say, let's let's assume for the sake of argument that those 53 cases are all they're ever gonna solve. Hindi yun, hindi yun wala lang. Those are 53 lives, those are 53 families who would get answers and who'd hopefully get justice. Hindi yun wala lang. That's very important, especially for them. Pero in the larger scale, if we are talking about like a macro big picture holding of accountability and targeting the president and his generals, I think it would save us a lot of pain if we don't expect that from the DOJ Drug War Review Panel by the pace they're mm-hmm. going by now. Parang it says something when hindi pinupuna yung sistema na meron tayo sa drug war. Kasi of course we know na kaya naman pumapatay or marami napapatay sa drug war na to is may mali sa protocols. Kahit sinasabi ng, ng review panel na hindi sila sumunod sa protocol, but the fact na parang shoot to kill lang sinasabi ng presidente, there's something wrong. But of course, as you said, that's not an expectation natin. Yeah, uh, naingit nga ako sa ano sa Amerika kasi their their DOJ has just launched um, a civil investigation whether their the police force really has a tendency to to be brutal and to ex, uh, exert excessive force kapag nag-apprehend ng mga tao and that's a institutional review mm-hmm. of their police force but that happened under Joe Biden na. I mean, are we going to wait for a new president to to come in and who are gonna, who are the people who are going to be held accountable kapag under the new president? And sino ba yung susunod nating magiging presidente? Yun ang crucial question. Yeah. Lian, in all honesty, when we look at where we are now, do you think that it's still possible that something significant will happen under this government regarding calling for accountability over the killings, may pag-asa pa ba na mabigyan ng hustisya yung libo-libong namatay sa ilalim ni Duterte 
using domestic mechanisms. At least oh. until 26, 2022. I was ready to answer your question until you said under domestic mechanism. <laughs> Without yung tanong mo kung domestic mechanism, I would say yes if the ICC and the UN step in. Mm-mm. Because we have seen the kind of pressure that they can exert. Imagine ICC and UN, tapos biglang, ayan na, may DOJ drug war review panel na. So, they can really trigger something to happen. And always, uh, a development is always a welcome development. Now, when you ask about domestic mechanism, I'll put the spotlight on the Supreme Court. Kasi I think the Supreme Court's resolution on the drug war petitions, which is a long time coming, mm-hmm. four years na dyan, nakapending lang sa kanila, members in charge have retired at wala pa resolution, they can really do something about it. Whether or not kung ano man yung resolution na gawin nila, it would be, you know, it would be a springboard for something else. So, I would look on the Supreme Court for that. Dapat sila, they have to be the leaders in accountability. I'll ask you ulit sana no, kung bakit ang tagal. But lagi kong tinatanong sa'yo yan at ang tanong, sagot mo lagi ay hindi alam. mo rin alam. Hindi ko talaga alam eh. Pero it's really long while na, no? Like kahit i-compare mo sa mga ibang kaso nila, ang tagal na nito? Ang tagal na talaga kasi it may be a case kasi of judicial restraint which has been a major topic or at least a major aspect in how the Supreme Court under Duterte has operated in the past five years. There's a, there's a respect for executive and legislative policies. So, ang daming kaso yan na ina-uphold ang executive discretion, trying to restrain themselves, trying to respect that it's a political question, that it's a policy that they, won't, they, want, they don't want to interfere in. So, when you look at it, The fact that it's still pending, baka may hope kasi if they want to restrain, they should have just dismissed the petitions. Pero hindi pa nila dinidismiss. So, naka, ano pa lang, naka-pending pa lang. But then, para sa akin, sometimes indecision is worse than a bad decision. Kasi di ba, if, if it's dismissed, at least people move on and think of another way to exact accountability but the lack of a decision keeps everything hanging and meanwhile the drug war is still ongoing. Pero Lian, for you, ano dapat yung laman ng kung ano mang ilalabas ng Supreme Court? What will be the content or ruling na tingin mo makaka-apekto ng malaki sa drug war? Siyempre hindi ko pwedeng imposan or pangunahan ng Supreme Court but I would like for them to rule on the constitutionality of the circular ni Senator Bato de la Rosa. Kasi they have to decide kung tama bang nilagay sa circular yung neutralize. Kasi that has been a long debate. And if they don't answer that question, it might carry over to the next administration. Kahit hindi nga sa war on drugs lang eh. Other police operations, is it right to tell the police to neutralize subjects, di ba? When the police manual doesn't say anything about killing. It just says overcome the resistance. It doesn't say anything about neutralization. And 
um, I would like the Supreme Court to rule on the constitutionality of Oplan Tokhang. Tama ba talagang kumakatok ka sa bahay at magpapaamin ka na drug addict at magpapasurrender ka? Doesn't that violate custodial investigation and due process? And, and to rule on the constitutionality of the drop box. Tama ba talagang nag-ooperate tayo sa chismis? Report mo kapitbahay mo, lagay mo sa Dropbox. Those are things that threaten fundamental civil liberties and fundamental freedoms of people to enjoy safety of their own homes and the streets and, you know, being safe by the way they live their lives at hindi sila mapaprofile na addict ka, ganun. So, I think the Supreme Court really has to answer these questions for better or for worse. Kung ano man yung mangisagot nila, they have to step up to the challenge and answer these questions soon. Pero kung yun nga ang ilalabas nila na for, for one, i-strike down nila yung neutralize sa circular, ano yung possible effect nito? Ma-upend ba yung drug war? May kaso ba nahahawakan yung mga biktima ng drug war ni Duterte? Hard to say eh, kasi... It's really hard to say because it's a very nuanced, it would be a very nuanced decision and mahirap i-judge kung would a Supreme Court decision be a springboard to actually sue people in the war on drugs or would it be just prospective? Ganon. At but at least may panghahawakan lahat ng critics of the drug war and all of the human rights lawyers actually to build a better policy And for accountability, maybe could bring it to the ICC once more. It could be a supplemental communication to the to the ICC. Pero parang at the very least, then at least it would stop the drug war as it has been operating for the last five years. And maybe there could be a semblance of a more human rights compliant anti-drug campaign. Mm. Lian, siguro moving forward, what should the DOJ and PNP do now? if they're really serious in holding into account those who violated human rights in the conduct of their work, saan pa sila nagkukulang? Bilisan yung kilos siguro. Kasi 53 cases, dapat mabilis lang yan. Dapat mabilis lang yan if they're really serious in really evaluating it. Kasi just ko, tagal-tagal na ha. Parang dapat maayos na yung paperwork, kumbaga. Dapat maayos na yung paperwork and it would be easy for the prosecutors and the DOJ panel to assess. So, bilisan nila yung kilos. Hindi sila pwedeng magbagal kasi anong pecha na. And for the PNP, for General Eliazar, ang panawagan sa kanya ng human rights groups is actually to stop tokhang. To do it the proper way to do better intelligence, to do better case build up, to apply for arrest warrants before a judge, and arrest drug suspect compliant to the due process of law. So, kanina sinabi mo yung role ng ICC dito, no? Pero gusto ko rin i-emphasize ulit sa question na to, gaano kalaki yung role ng international mechanisms given na mahirap nga umasa sa local mechanisms natin? Sabi mo kanina, ilesa natin expectation. What problems naman do you see if ganito yung mangyayari na aasa na lang tayo sa international mechanisms? Or hindi naman problems, pero siguro yung mga challenges this is always the debate naman diyan 'di ba pag umasa ka sa foreigners doesn't that undermine your sovereignty ganon and of course there's a value to that 
to that argument. And there, of course, there's always the side of the argument where ano ba talagang power ng ICC? It doesn't have a police force. It would have to depend on the cooperation of the police here and would you really expect the police here to bring Duterte to the Hague and the cooperation of the other member parties where subjects would travel to like for example um, President Duterte travels to a state party kung huhulihin ba siya doon and that's assuming that President Duterte is really the subject of the investigation kasi right now it's just the Philippine situation wala namang wala namang respondent kumbaga sa sa ICC so if you take those arguments into consideration baka mo convince ka na oh let's just strengthen our domestic mechanisms and let's just strengthen our judicial system and of course sino ba namang may ayaw na strengthen ang domestic mechanism natin or ang judicial mechanism natin pero nakikita ba nating nagii-strengthen siya at the very least upping the pressure in the international community would maybe force local actors to do better. And I think that's the consequential value of um, international mechanism kasi habang pinapressure nyo sila sa global scene, mas napapressure yung mga local actors. So kung if that is what it takes to exert more pressure for local mechanisms to really get their acts together, then why not? Yes. And then for my next question, Ian, coming into the election period na to, no? sabi nga nila, di ba, the election doesn't start one year from now. It starts now. Do you think the killings will play a huge part in the discourse in the coming months? Um, I'm really, it pains me to say that probably no. Um, I covered the 2019 midterm elections and really the issue is still gut. So, The only thing na nakasama para sa... Kasi we knew that the Duterte magic worked in the 2019 midterm elections, di ba? Shattered ang buong opposition. And by 2019, ang dami nang namatay sa drug war. Did it, did it affect them? Did it, did it affect the administration? No. In fact, the architect of the drug war was elected to the Senate, si Senator De La Rosa. Ang tanging issue lang na nag-work slightly against the administration in 2019 was inflation and that's got so coming into the election it's really the pandemic it's really coronavirus response that that would probably define the whole election uh, election agenda and syempre that's not to say we will give up in trying to bring killings into the issue of the national agenda tusubukan pa rin naman natin but What I've seen is it may not be top of mind, top of mind of people. Uh-uh. And for my last question, I always ask you this, my guess, parang sabi nila masyado namang pessimistic yung lagi kung last question, pero I think it gives us, or nag-set siya expectations for us, no? Lian, yeah. if yung mga sinabi mo in the past questions na, hin- na ano yung dapat nilang gawin, ano yung mga steps para i-take dapat ang DOJ and PNP if they want to truly be sincere in their in their quest for accountability. If hindi nila gawin yung mga yon, and if yung Supreme Court, hindi pa sila maglabas ng ng decision nila in the coming year, years, if ever, what could be the worst case scenario? Grabe. <laughs> <laughs> Ang hirap naman. What could be 
the worst case scenario would be us losing much of our freedoms and liberties which are threatened by the anti-terror law which is also still pending. I don't know how to answer that question. What could be the worst thing that could happen? We could be losing much of our values as Filipinos. We could be seeing a country that is beyond ano, alam mo yung hindi mo na siya ma-recognize. Parang I don't recognize this country anymore. Parang ganun. Kasi imagine at least for our generation we were the post-Marcos generation. So ang naaalala lang natin is the fantasy of 1987 and the people power, ganyan. Tapos, we come to this. So, baka we might be losing much of our identity from that generation and losing the freedoms that people who came before us fought so we could enjoy. So, yun. Um, that, that's the prognosis if, if something doesn't happen. But I'm sure naman that institutions... And officials in those institutions, many of them know what what's at stake. Siguro, it's just really, one, political will. Two, is maybe help and support from others that they can do it. That they can withstand pressure and do it. And also, one bad thing that could happen is um, dumami pa yung mga mamatay. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We- we saw that happen during the first years nakita natin na matay mga drug addict and then the coming years ay mga activists union leaders and then eventually baka if if walang magtatemper ng administration na to baka mas lalo pang magkaroon siya na free will to do whatever it wants against ordinary citizens diba i was talking to somebody the other day and uh, we were talking about much of what you were you're asking me right now, and then I said something like, "It's very um, jarring for me to say on one breath that it's exciting what could happen next when the ICC announces. Uh, jarring that it's exciting for us journalists of what it would mean. Um, exciting maybe for lawyers for the legal discussion, but." For the people who lost their loved ones in the drug war, it's it's not at all an excitement. Kasi kung ano man yung magagawa ng Supreme Court, ng ICC, it's still the same for them. It, parang it's still fearful for them. Kasi what could, parang, kunyari dun sa drug war review panel, if, if kasama sila dun sa 53 na iniimbestigahan, what does that mean for their security? Hmm. Ibig sabihin ba, baka tinitiktikan na sila ng mga pulis na yun kasi sila na yung iniimbestigahan. So, malapit nang makarating dun sa, sa airing police. And while we talk about this detached from the fear of it all, they are still there in the thick of the fear of it all and they don't know if it's gonna get worse or it's gonna get better. So, siguro yun na lang yung isipin ng mga taong nasa kapangyarihan that a lot of this is in their hands and they have the ability to change a family's life. Siguro yun na lang yung isipin nila to guide them what they will do in the next few days, weeks, and months. Ang bigat, no? Ang bigat ng mga nangyayari, ang bigat ng future, ang bigat ng 
past months natin under this administration. And what's jarring also is, although next year ay 2022 na, hindi natin alam kung yung long-term effects ng pagyurak sa karapatang pantao ng administrasyon na to ay hanggang kailan natin mararanasan, di ba? Kasi di ba, as we say nga, di ba, hindi lang naman yung mga namatay yung nawala. Ang naapektuhan dito ay yung mga anak nila na naiwan, mga pamilyang nawala ng breadwinners. Nagkakaroon ng parang generational poverty, generational trauma, di ba? And to relate to that, kaya nga yung mga advocates for international law and international law experts That's why they're saying the ICC is important because it's an insurance. Mm-mm. Insurance siya from any further abuse that may happen and all the past abuses that already happened, the abuses that's, that are happening, and all future abuses that may happen, the ICC may provide an insurance. Yes. So thank you, Lian, for joining me today and for explaining your nuances ng sitwasyon natin kung ano pa yung mga dapat bantayan at kung ano yung mga dapat abangan natin when it comes to the drug war review panel or possible intervention ng mga international mechanisms. Thank you, Judith. No problem. You're welcome. And of course, as I always said, kung gusto niyo malaman yung mga other aspects of the legality or the legal world under the Duterte, you can listen to Lian's uh, podcast, Law of Duterte Land. You can find those episodes sa Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan mo kinukuha yung podcast mo. Yes, thank you for promoting. <laughs> and thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang rapper and news breaks sa Facebook, pwede na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Judas Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.